Bird, do you know Snoop Dogg said free Bill Cosby? What the fuck? No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, scandalous. Oh my god. And then Bill Cosby tweeted him from jail. Who gave Bill Cosby a <laughs> phone? <laughs> Who gave that man a phone? 2020 is a weird year, man. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome back to Corrupted Wisdom. I'm Christy. I'm Genesis. And welcome to our podcast where we use humor and liquor to get through this thing called life. Mm-hmm. And we're on the same couch that you left us on last week. And we'll be here every week going forward. Well, just, yeah, tune in. Um, <laughs> so, Jen and I have been drinking. and Naturally. I'm, well, yes, right? Expectedly. Uh, uh, uh. Um, so I'm sure you'd like to know, what are we drinking? I'm in a singing mood today, I think. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to find a way to no, loop it in the No, room. don't do it. Oh, yeah, do it. Podcast. Listen, I was, I had the vocals earlier, Woo! okay? <laughs> when I tell you, sang ass. Sang Mm. The fourth BG out here. <laughs> Don't hate on my talent, okay? I'm not. I'm jealous, actually. That's right. I can't hit that note. Anyway, <laughs> what are we drinking? So, um, we're doing a throwback, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a throwback because I don't really hear people out here drinking this anymore. Right. We're doing a throwback with some Ciroc. Mm. Some red berry Ciroc. Mm-hmm. And we mixed it with a little bit of cranberry pomegranate juice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it just tastes like juice. Um, so it's cause for concern because <laughs> that's not always a good thing. It's good though. It is good. It really tastes like fruit punch. Yes. Yes, that's or maybe exactly like what it um, like. Minute made berry punch. Yeah. You be knowing. I'm talking. My palate is yes. It's very vast. Yes. <laughs> Sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, but today we're doing another installment of the Year of Nah, and we're going to be talking about selfish friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Those mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm, depend mm-hmm. on. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so in this episode, are we saying now that we should say no to friends or are we specifying selfish friends? Like, what are we addressing? Um, I think it's both yes and no. Okay. I don't even know if that made sense. <laughs> um, I think definitely say no to selfish friends, but right. then there are instances where you need to say no to your friend. Yeah, period. Right. Um, and I think, uh, that this took me a while, um, to, to get, I think because me as a person, my friends often feel like family, um, and I struggle with saying no to my family. So of course I'm going to struggle saying no to my friends, but I think as a human being, mm-hmm. once you've been, I want to say like taken advantage of. Or like um, treated a certain way for a certain amount of time. Eventually, it'll click to you like, I don't want mm-hmm. this. Um, and then I think you'll honestly naturally say no. But it might take some time for some people than others. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I definitely do think sometimes it's hard to say no to friends. Um, it's weird. Like for my family, I can say no to easily uh, because um, like I feel like if I say no to my family, we can survive that no. Yeah. Sometimes some friends out here be like mad um, finicky and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so if you say no to them, sometimes like that could really alter your friendship. But then if you think like... Maybe that really wasn't your friend to begin with. If a no can really change the yeah. type of relationship that you have. Mm -hmm. But then some people, like I also think like you have certain friends for certain purposes. Mm -hmm. um, so then like sometimes maybe, like maybe this may not be like your friend that you tell like your deepest secret to. But maybe this is a friend that you, you like because they share a common interest with you. You don't want to mess up that dynamic. So sometimes it's a little tricky. And also sometimes, like, I know I've definitely hesitated with saying no to friends because I felt like I wasn't sure how they were going to react yeah. or maybe they were going to be too sensitive. Mm -hmm. And then that was, like, going to be, like, um, like the downfall of our friendship. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, with friends, for me, that's, like, literally where I have, um, I guess, more of an issue saying no because sometimes, like, I don't want to mess up the dynamic that we have as a friend. That's very interesting. Isn't it like it makes it awkward? Yeah. And um I feel like sometimes friends can almost be more sensitive than like even spouses and like significant others because I feel like with their significant other it's like they're gonna say no, like they love you for whatever. Like usually it's fine. Like even if it's a disagreement it's fine. I feel like with friends, like I don't know why if it's like just because it's a different kind of bond or like, who knows? But um, I feel like when you tell them no, like it hurts more for some reason. Um, and like with that no, it creates, like you said, like more of a reason for the dynamic to change. Mm -hmm. um, but I, for me, I try not to like take things super personally all the time. Because like as I got older, I think I realized too, like everybody is different. Like, and we've been saying this in the past couple episodes too, like everybody's different and everybody has different strengths. So, and when I say that, I mean, like, for example, I have a friend now um, and she's very, like, she knows who she is and she's very aware of like who she is as a person, what she likes to do, what she doesn't like to do and all of that. So like, I actually admire her a lot because if she's in a situation where she's asked to do something or something is expected of her and she doesn't want to do it. She will straight up say no. And like I admire that about her so much because she's selfish, but not in a bad way. Like she's selfish to protect herself. Um, and I think some people can sometimes make it, can sometimes see it as selfish. Um, especially if it's like she's saying no to like a group type of activity or like a group setting type of thing. Or even if we're like trying to work together to accomplish one thing and she says no, like I can understand why you'd be sensitive about it. And sometimes like I do feel a way because I'm like, you're stopping the progress of what we're doing. But at the same time, I respect her so much because she knows who she is, you know, like, and she's like, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, it's a big thing with differentiating between like, is the no to offend and spite you or is it more so for the person to you know do something for themselves or stop themselves from being uncomfortable or something like that yeah so yeah i don't know like for you you're saying like it's 
it's harder for you to say no to your friends. And I feel like for me, maybe it's not as difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. The tables have turned. The tables have turned. And I don't know why. I think for me, um, I think definitely it's part of the fact because like you, you kind of choose your friends. Mm. So friendship, like friendship can go, can come and friendship can go. Yeah. With family, like you don't choose your family. You're essentially stuck with them. So it's like, it's like you're stuck with them. So you have to learn to navigate that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like for better or for worse. You guys have to learn how to deal with that relationship for the long term, which is why I feel like it's easier for me to say no because mm, you're going to be the first argument right. that we have. And like for friendships, you know, like it depends. There are friends like, you know, there are some friends where like disagreeing is your thing. And mm-hmm. then there are some friendships where you guys never disagree. Yeah. So sometimes when you feel like you're going to disagree, sometimes you're thinking like, oh, well, if I disagree, what does this mean? Is this going to change? That's fair. That's very fair. I do think that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even when you and I, like, have conversations sometimes, or we first started having conversation, I'm like, and I'm really corny, but I'm like, oh my God, like, she's so cool. I want her to be my friend. Like, and we're having conversation, and I'm like, I wonder how she'll feel about my opinion about this. You know what I mean? And then, like, as you get comfortable, then it's like, okay, well, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, as you get more familiar, it's like, this is my opinion. This is who I am as your friend. And this is who I am as a person. And that's actually how you see if the relationship is going to last longer mm-hmm. in that instance as well. Because like you said, you're no longer the person you presented. You're your actual self. Um, and I think it's easier for me to show who I am with friends too. Um, and I don't know why. I think like I think like significant others in relationships and that type of thing, I'm very sensitive to because I feel like it's very personal Mm -hmm. friendship i feel comfort in i feel like vulnerability in but in a good way and i feel like support in that so um i think and me as a person i'm very forgiving too so it's like i i almost expect the same things from my friends Mm -hmm. um which you can't really do um expectations Mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know yeah it's different for me yeah i think because when I think about like a lot of the friendships I had, maybe like in high school and even junior high schools, mm. I was always the accommodating friend. Yes. So I was always like, you want to do this? Sure. You want to do that? Sure. Yeah. And so like I had created myself, not purposely, I don't feel like, but maybe like unintentionally, I became the yes man so that every time when I said no, then I felt awkward because it's like, again... Going back to expectations, when you accustom somebody to saying yes all the time, and then mm-hmm. when you say no, they fucking have a bitch fit. Yeah. So I feel like that's why I guess maybe that's like my past trauma of friendships. Yeah. Because it's like I was always the accommodating friend. And I think also because I feel like with my friends, I try to be, because I know how I am and I know how I can come off. So I try to be like more mindful of people's feelings okay yeah i guess more so than like my family i mean my family don't care so it's, just, it's mutual. <laughs> they got tough skin <laughs> yeah so like we have tough skin so like mm-hmm. i can say something to like anybody in my family and they might get mad but they'll get over it you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying or sometimes they might not even get mad and they'll be like oh, okay whatever right but it's like for someone else who like didn't grow up in that environment that's why i feel like i'm more careful because they're not used to that sometimes like just directness and honesty mm-hmm. or even sometimes they're just not used to somebody telling you no yeah so i remember like i used to have a friend we were friends for like years 
And it was just like, I realized that um, we weren't, like I was just a doormat essentially, or I was just like a yes person. Mm-hmm. And what really made me solidify it was that um, their birthday is, I'm telling myself now. <laughs> Sabby. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so their birthday is like, Two days before Richard's, right? And mm-hmm. I think Richard and I had been together for like a year or so. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long, I guess. But I mean, a year is long when you like, what, 21? Yeah, it's a long time. It's a long when you're 21, time. yeah, for sure. So she had a birthday, right? And she was like, um, oh, I'm having, you know, a, a group dinner. You know, I want you to come. And um, at that time, like... At that age, I was more sensitive to group dinners than I am at this age because I knew I was broke. <laughs> and I know a group dinner can go right all the way left. Right? Mm-hmm. So I was honest with her and I was like, oh, you know, thank you for inviting me, but I can't come because Richard's birthday is coming up and I'm not going to have enough money if I go to your birthday and then if I try to do something, do something for, for his him. birthday. Yeah. Bro, let me tell you, she got upset, like mad. Like we stopped talking for maybe like, four years wow yes like she was pissed but part of that was i feel like me as a friend i always like took like the back seat essentially Mm -hmm. and i never really like if it didn't really bother me i was like all right whatever like yeah i didn't really have an objection Mm -hmm. um so i guess this was like one of the few times that i was like no i can't do something and so i guess she was really upset and offended and so she felt like well we're not really friends it was like well how you don't even know him you've known me longer Mm -hmm. whatever whatever and i just felt like so offended because it wasn't even like it wasn't even like some shit like um like, I just couldn't go. I didn't want to go. I mean, right. It's like, I didn't have the money to go. Right. And I also felt like at that point, like, she wasn't understanding. I wasn't 21. I think I had just turned 20 or something like that. Because I was still in school. Mm. So, it's like, I'm working, but you're only working weekends. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't really have money like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, she had already had a job. Like, mm-hmm. she was a job. She was a manager somewhere. So, like, you had money. You had the income. I didn't have the income. Right. So, I also felt like she was... Part of it, I felt like she was being selfish because she was only thinking about herself. And in the sense that, like, she was just thinking about what she wanted. She wasn't being understanding to, like, the dilemma that I have where I have, like, my close friend whose birthday. And then I also have my birth, my my boyfriend. And so, you know, I would assume that she would be understanding. And then the other part was just, like, I'm in college. Like, we're perpetually broke. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, and ain't nobody in my family was, like, here... I'm gonna let you hold these twenty dollars. Like yeah, nobody no. was sending me money. Absolutely not. Like <laughs> so, I just felt like I, I was really hurt because I felt like she was blowing it out of proportion. She was like being like just unreasonable, mm-hmm. and especially when I was really just trying to be honest with you and letting you know, like I don't have money. Yeah, you know, and it's like if I could, I would, and it's like. To me, it was also hurtful because there have been plenty of times with other friends where they were like, oh, no, I can't go out, whatever. And if I had the money, I'd be like, I got I you. I got you. Yeah. And it's just like, so to me, it was just like, wow, I guess like maybe at one point, I don't want to say we never were friends, but I think at one point we were really good friends. Mm-hmm. And then we just like, we we split, like it was, we splintered. And I feel like a lot of that was just because there were other issues that were going on before that. So I felt like once I started to like assert myself more in the friendship, then mm-hmm. that it just started to go downhill. Mm. Okay. Um, so 
in thinking about your story, I'm trying to remember me as like when I was that age. I feel like, and I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here. Well, not really, but okay. So in my opinion, right, I feel like she probably felt that way because I feel like as a person, when you're at that age, right, I think friendship is so important to you. Um, and she's, she probably felt like you chose him over her. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm thinking about it from her perspective, um, and I have a friend that's similar to her, which is why I'm kind of like very understanding about what you're telling me because like this friend that I have, like she's super sensitive about her birthdays. Um, and she doesn't some like, and I don't think she's like that now, but before it was like, I don't understand why you can't celebrate with me for my birthday. Like it's, it's one of those situations where she's like, you should know my birthday is my birthday is coming. I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. prepare accordingly. And that's v- very ridiculous to ask somebody to do because it's like, like you said, you're in college at that time, perpetually broke. Where's the money coming from? And you also wanted to show this person that you care about, you know, your mm-hmm. affection. So it's like, I get her side, but for me, I feel like she could have felt a way and maybe addressed it to you, but I wouldn't have not spoken to you for four years for that. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of backstory because she also felt like, because I, like, also the backstory was that, like, I, before I met Rich, I was dating somebody else. And then, like, me and that person, you know, it was just, like, kind of like a situationship. Mm-hmm. So I would confide in her about it. And then it was, like, part of it is just, like, she, like, sometimes, like, she's a person that, like, if you give advice, if you don't take it, they feel offended. Mm-hmm. So, like... Then she also tried to change it like, oh, you know, you always pick people over me. And it's just like, no, it's, I'm my own person. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then the thing that would like annoy the shit out of me is that like you yourself, you're going through all your other things with all these other people. And right. it's like, I never judge you for the decisions that you, you make, make or right. you don't make. And mm-hmm. so part of it, I also felt like she was she she like judged me a lot for a lot of the decisions that I made and I didn't appreciate it. And so yeah. I think it was just like a natural escalation of like us splintering in the sense that I'm just like, I'm not going to be so accommodating. I'm not going to listen to everything that you say. Like, right. I have a brain, I'm going to use it. Right. If it's a good decision, if it's a bad decision, it's my decision. I'm going to stand by it. Yes. And I think that's, that's something that's learned also because... I think it's confused sometimes that people think that because you're their friend, you're supposed to automatically take their word for like law. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as my friend, I can come to you with situations. You give me your opinion or your outside view mm-hmm. on things. I can take that. And then as a person, I do with it what I can or what I want. So it's like your friend, I feel like. Because y'all were young, I think she took her role out of proportion, you know? Yeah, I think she definitely did. Because even like even when we were younger, we would have arguments. It's like sometimes it felt like whatever was happening to her was like way more important or mm. way more or, or like way more serious than whatever was happening to me. Because me, like I'm a person, I'm internal. So I internalize everything. So, like, my sh- everything could be going to shit, but you would never know. <laughs> right, you're just here. Because <laughs> I'm just like, well, I guess I got to get up. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. This. Like, mm-hmm. you know, essentially, even if my world is in shambles, there are still things that I have to do. Right. To progress my shambled world. <laughs> so there were constant instances where it just felt like, you know, 
everything to her, like everything that happened to her was like so grave and like, oh my gosh, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Like I was bouncing around from home to home. Mm -hmm. like, right. You was going through stuff. I was going through stuff, but right. you would never know because right. it was just like, you got to like, essentially, I'm just like, whatever, like bad shit is going to happen. You just can't let that deter you from what you want it, what you want to be, what you want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're mm -hmm. just going to have to deal with it. Maybe I don't know if I was dealing with it, but it was just, you just gonna have like you just have to push through. That's yeah, it. yeah, and everybody doesn't have that mentality, yeah. which is the thing. Like people internalize a lot of things, but like the way they react to mm -hmm. it is like. And I'm a big person. Like I'm, I'm not a woe is me person. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm not gonna sit here Same. Yeah. to like tell you my story so you can feel sorry for me. Like right. I, like I don't the worst like the worst thing you could ever do for me is feel sorry for me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel sorry for myself. Bam, it's fucked up. Yeah, but. You know what? I'm gonna take these lemons and make lemonade. That's I'm gonna it. do some with it. Right. Hence house. Home. Home. Thank you. Home <laughs> home but yeah, so like I just like it was just it was like I think sometimes like in those friendships for what it was, it fit because I was never like uh like I'm I wasn't really I don't maybe now I am, but like when I was younger I wasn't really like a dominant personality. Yeah. I was just like whatever. You mm -hmm. know, like same, yeah. So a lot of the times you see like a whatever person is always sometimes like they're with a person who probably has like a bigger personality. Yeah. I read something that said it. Yeah. I read something that said like um sometimes people are not outroverts. Sometimes they're adopted by an outrovert, but they're really an introvert. Mm -hmm. And I felt that on so many levels. Cause it's like like you said, when you're younger, well, when you were younger, it's like you weren't like a dominant personality. And I think that's the same thing for me. Like I was like floating and it was like somebody would be like, oh, you're my friend. Take you under the wing. And they were dominant. Mm -hmm. So it's like you became their friend. So therefore you felt comfortable to be dominant mm -hmm. as well. It's like now I feel like we're both like, I don't know if I'm dominant, but I feel like, you know, on that scale, whatever. Like I, I was um, on that personality scale. I got like that. I'm an influential, dominant person. And when I saw that, I was shocked, but I but I was like, I get it. Mm -hmm. But like as a person, like I developed that. Mm -hmm. So like like you were saying, like um, you know, when that person like just takes you under the wing and sh like shows you that you can be that type of person, like it's different from if you're just an introvert and you're just by mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I have, I think I have stories of like selfish friends too, but mine's are like, <laughs> they're super mi minor and petty. Like I have one like from when I was in college. Um, and I think this was freshman year, right? So this was freshman year. I'm taking like a psych class. Psych class was ridiculous. It's the first time I was in one of those classes that had like 500 kids in it. Shock of my life. I walk into the, the you walk into the shit like, what? <laughs> All these people. Everybody in this class? Yo, the whole school in here? Yes, auditorium. Yo. Like, oh. And there's levels. There's yeah. a bottom floor and then there's a balcony. Walked in there like, damn, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But so I took a psych class. Psych teacher was really good. Psych is just, I didn't realize the type of subject psych was. So that's a different story. But anyway, so um, I'm in the psych class, whatever. And the teacher, the way he does it, he like will kind of guide you in your note taking. So he kind of tells you like, make sure you note this, write this under there, do this like this. So it's helpful. And one time my friend, um, she was a new friend cause we were both freshmen. Um, we were only friends for like two months or whatever, um, maybe three. And she had missed a class. So she's like, okay, did you go? I'm like, yeah. Can I borrow your notes? Sure. I give her my notebook. 
Um, it's like a couple days before the midterm or something that she took my notebook. I need my notebook back. I call her. I'm like, um, midterm coming up. I need my book. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I'm going to be done with it. Like, um, in like a couple hours or whatever. And then I'll bring it to you. I said, cool. So time is passing now and it's, it's late. So I'm like, okay, like, can you bring me my book? Cause I need to like study or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, I don't feel like leaving my room. So if you want to get it, if you want it, you have to come get it. Noted. Okay. Duh. I walked over there. He did. Bro, bro. I didn't even answer. I hung up the phone and walked my ass over there. And I was just like, I'm outside. Bring me my notebook, please. I was like, bring, my, bring me the notebook. Bring me the notebook. She gave it to me. I was like, and then I just walked away. Like, mind you, her and I are, we're friends now because I'm just not, I'm not a petty person. Like I said, I'm very forgiving, especially with friends. Um, but at that time, I was really like, Fuck this bitch! Like she think I'm yo, she think I'm pussy. Like yo, because I feel like when I was seventeen and I was in college, my freshman year, like I feel like a lot of people would tell you, like I don't know if I thought I was a gangster. I don't know what. Like I came, I had sneakers on all the time. Like I don't, I don't know. I thought I was someone. But anyway, I was like, oh, like she think I'm pussy. Like she want to bring my notebook. Blah da 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 da. Like I was upset, and then like I got over it. But like now that I'm older, right? I respect it because she swindled me to get my own notebook because she knew I was going to come get it. And she was being selfish in that she didn't want to leave her room. Mm -hmm. So I respect it, but fuck that. Like, that's wild. Nah, I respect that shit. Like, bitch, you was a... I'm sorry, I don't know you. That was a shitty thing to do. I would have been tight, too. Word. um, But... um, I want to discuss like another instance of selfish friends to um, when you have friends that only call you for one thing. And I feel like sometimes I think in there are some instances where I've been that friend, like I like I would call a person or I would call my friend like to vent and I would only call them whenever I needed to like get something off my chest. So I was using that friendship as like an emotional sounding board, mm. but perhaps maybe I wasn't being that in return and so not intentionally i was being selfish right um and like i was getting something from someone but i don't necessarily think i was giving it back okay Mm -hmm. yeah um and sometimes i feel like that's easy to do if the other person allows it and you almost don't realize you're doing it sometimes and um that's why i like to give people the benefit of the doubt because like I said, like, and I think I've been guilty of this too. Like you said, you have different friends for different reasons. And, um, sometimes I don't like that per se, because I would like to think that if I consider you my friend, Mm -hmm. like you're my friend and you're not like my work friend, you're not like, you know, my book club friend. Like I want you to be, if you're my friend, I want you to be my friend because I feel like people throw around that word a lot. Um, but like you said, it's very easy to categorize friends in that area and then now you become that selfish friend or you've now you have a selfish friend Mm -hmm. because and sometimes you both don't realize that that's what's happening because I'm guilty of that too I I feel like I have I think I'm better with it now but I have had friends where I just call them vent and it's like all right have a good day Mm -hmm. and it's almost like did you ask them how they're doing like what's going on with them like like you literally be like bitch Blah, 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 blah. And can you believe it? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you go through your whole story and be like, oh, okay, thank you. All right, this was great. Goodbye. Bye. 
So um, I think it's important. I think we should be aware of who our selfish friends are. Mm-hmm. But I think we also should be self, self-aware that we are not that selfish friend. Yes. Because um, like, I don't want to classify like selfish friends like as a bad person. Because mm-hmm. it's like you can be a good person but just have selfish tendencies. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of the times that that is what happens. Like There are certain friends who are just like selfish, who only just think about themselves. Yeah. And then I think a lot of the times with our friendships, there are instances where people just behave in very selfish ways. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think we need to be aware when this is occurring. And we also need to be aware of how often that it's occurring so that we can either check it or take mental notes. So that way we can start distinguishing is this a friend or is this is this a friend who occasionally is selfish or is this a friend who's just selfish? Right. Because I think, um, I feel like with, uh, there are certain of my friendships where it took me a while to realize like, nah, she's selfish. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like I was like, and that's why sometimes I feel like giving the benefit of doubt sometimes is like. It's not good. It's not good. Right. Because, again, if you allow something to continue to occur, the, it's going to continue to occur and the person is not going to think anything wrong mm-hmm. is going on because you didn't tell them. Yes. But I feel like if on the first instance or even the second instance or even the third instance when you like notice a pattern in something and you see that it's going on, you know, like talk to your friend. Yeah. Check them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, and like, I've even told my friends too, like, if you feel like I'm behaving a certain way, like, let me know. Regardless of anything, let me know. Because mm-hmm. if it's a way that you feel that I'm behaving and you don't like it, if I don't know, I can't change it. Absolutely. And I'm going to continue. Yeah, like, I'm going to continue. Yeah. It's going to continue to piss you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. And now we're just here, sitting yeah. in the anger between the both of us. And you think everything's fine, and your friend is like, well, now I hate her. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. Like, yeah. How can you take responsibility for your actions if you don't know what you're doing? So I think with selfish friends, I think we need to, it's important to distinguish, like, are they really a selfish person or do they have selfish tendencies? Tendencies, Yeah. And um, in when you're saying no to those friends, like conversation first is probably the best thing mm-hmm. because you want to be very transparent with the way you're feeling. Um, and I think like, like I said, like even with, well, like we both said, like friendships is like a, such a sensitive um, relationship. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to be careful with the way that you interact and mm-hmm. like express yourselves with your, with your friends because you don't know how they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're invested in the friendship, you want to keep it. Like, you want to make sure that your no means something. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just like a no because I don't want to, like, just express it in a way where you're not, like, basically, like, damaging the friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, because going back to, like, my example, I just, like, if a friend had told me, like, oh, I can't do something because I'm broke, I would have been extremely understanding. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, when I said that to someone and they weren't understanding, then I realized, you know what, that's not really, like, that's not a friend. And then I feel like sometimes we hold on to friends just because we've been friends with that person for so long. Right. And you can be, like two completely different people mm-hmm. and the only thing that binds you together is literally the time that you have been friends yep and so i think you know that's another uh factor to look at but ultimately like i think 
that no needs to occur in your friendship because it's like you need to know that this is a real friendship. Right. If it's a real friendship, then that no or a couple of no's shouldn't upend it. Right. And if it does, then that's really not your homie. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think that um, in this episode, I feel like we touched a lot on instances where we've dealt with selfish friends and we might have been selfish and you know how we feel about a lot of that but I think like the conclusion of everything that we spoke about is really that it's okay to say no to your friends and sometimes I mean just similar to a lot of other things like it's just a conversation Mm -hmm. um and kind of knowing who you're dealing with too at the end of the day like um through your experiences with your friend and you know even the the arguments you've had or whatever like you just have to know how you're going to approach that person um and just if the no is coming from a good place like it should be received yeah i think definitely and i think it touches on i think our first episode when one of the points was um about like know who is asking you mm-hmm. and why they're asking you yeah and i think with friends and with family but i think with friends um, this is extremely important. And also, um, I want to say that some people are selfish and they may not be aware that they are selfish. So this is why I feel like the no is extremely important because sometimes it will give that person that self-awareness to be like, oh, wow, no, I'm wild. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm actually not being reasonable or mm-hmm. I'm not behaving reasonable or what I'm expecting or what I'm doing, you know, is not being a good friend. Right. So I think, you know, this is why in regards to selfish friends, like, you got to confront it. And not confront it like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? Right, right. But I think if you come from from an earnest place and, you know, like, you're heartfelt or just, like, just sincere about the issue. Yeah. And explain to you why it bothers you, I think that that's a good start to help you know, to help change the selfish behavior or to make you or to allow you to realize that this behavior is not going to change. Right. Exactly. Okay. So I hope you guys um, liked our little flashback in time with our stories. Um, I hope you learned something from the podcast. Learn from this. <laughs> in the words of Tyra Banks. <laughs> um Please like and subscribe, share, um, follow us on Instagram, check us out on Facebook. We're on multiple podcast um, applications, so um, you can find us a lot of places. So stick with us. We're here every week, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.